0: Welcome to The Daily Dharma, a podcast where we draw inspiration from Buddhist philosophy on how to fix and better our lives. Join us as we dig through the archives of Buddhist texts, great teachers, and real life to grab an extra hit of wisdom to lift us up from the daily grind and find much-needed peace. Hi everyone, this is Akemi and welcome to The Daily Dharma. Today we're going to be talking about existential dread what it is, how it comes about, and in the Buddhist context, how do we get through it? So the inspiration for this week's episode is actually a conversation I had with my partner recently, and it kind of went along like this. He seems a little down, so I ask him, what's going on, what's on your mind? And then he tells me how he's terrified of all the good things in his life, falling from under him because everything is temporary and everything good in his life can just go. And I'm not going to reveal the exact details, but he recently went through a pretty traumatic event where something very close to him, very important to him, just broke apart very quickly. And I think what he and, and he told me that this experience really made him feel that like not just that but everything now in his life is this is tenuous it doesn't feel you know secure it doesn't feel as if it's gonna last and this all he sums up all of this by saying it's like this existential dread that he says that he's always had but um you know with traumatic events like this it can intensify those feelings and I, I, I appreciated his honesty in sort of expressing these things to me because I feel that, you know, a friend has actually recently told me a similar story about how they're finding it very difficult to find the motivation to do things because nothing seems to really matter to them anymore. And I think that is that paralysis where you feel that like there's no point of putting any effort into your life simply because everything in your life is temporary. Or there's the possibility of bad things happening that could hurt you when you become attached to things or you, you know, take up agency in your life. I think they all kind of roll up into the same category of existential dread. Because how do you operate in life knowing that so much of our lives, um, everything in our life is temporary, including our life itself, that even we ourselves are not going to last? And including all the good and the bad in our lives, nothing is really meant to be permanent. So I think in the Buddhist context of things, because unless like you, you know, have the capacity to learn spiritual philosophy as a child, I think it's very much that we first realize that, wow, it kind of sucks. The good things in life, they can go away. Let's say a treasured relationship without any kind of or a treasured job, or a treasured friendship, or, you know, an apartment that you really liked, um, but due to other circumstances, you had to leave it. Um, You know, all those things have happened to me, but really, I think it's only when things start to happen, and we realize that even if we really care about something, there's always a chance that that thing will go away. I think that's when the existential dread starts to set in, when we're like, young adults, teenagers, adults, when we start to have the capacity to feel hurt and to feel sad at loss, that's when we start to experience existential dread. And then recently, because of the pandemic and all of the things that have been happening around it, I think as existential dread has actually thickened, I think there's a sense that um, a lot of people feel that because there's so much limitations in, t- in their movements and in all the, in, the, in all the good things that they can do, that there's only so much good that they can do because their movements are so limited, they can't see their friends, they can't do the regular things they like to do. Like There is this sense that, like, well, if I can't do much to begin with, why do anything at all? And I think I'd like to first preface that there's nothing wrong with feeling existential dread. In Buddhism, there is no punishment for feeling a certain way. And there's a reason for that because feelings, even feelings themselves, are temporary. And when we put guilt or anger or shame onto the feelings that we're experiencing, that intensifies our suffering. And in a way, it creates an attachment to that emotion. So, to say that people shouldn't feel a certain way and they shouldn't feel existential dread is not a very Buddhist thing at all. The first thing is to understand that it's okay to feel this way. And instead of looking at it with shame or guilt or sadness or anger, um, we should look at it ourselves and our feelings with compassion. So once we do that, we could get into the deeper weeds of how Buddhism deals with the fact that everything is temporary. And there's a couple sort of perspectives to grasp on here, because I think in general, existential dread, and the, the reality that things are temporary is a difficult truth to swallow for many of us, for multiple reasons. So I do think that it's not necessarily one core set of truths, or one core set of teachings that will help everyone. I don't think it's a it's a one pill works for all kind of scenario. I think more or less, we all kind of have to think about it, reflect on it, and ruminate on it until we are satisfied with our conclusions. And at least like on this podcast, I can share for me how I kind of assuage and Reduce this sense of dread within myself that everything that I have is temporary, and and hopefully that'll kind of help you and kickstart your journey in reflecting as well as dissecting your own beliefs and emotions um, around existential dread, and you can find your own way to make peace with it. Because at the end of the day, that is kind of part of the job of being human, right? is understanding that with all of the suffering that may come into our lives, that we handle it gracefully, and that we handle it with compassion within ourselves, and then towards other people. I think that really is the foremost job of a spiritual person. But anyways, so for me, I'm going to use the example of a relationship that really tore me apart and caused a lot of suffering in my life. But for a long time, that rela- the, the fact that that relationship broke apart, because it was, it was meant to be a forever relationship. It was meant to be a relationship where, you know, I was, despite being Buddhist, despite knowing everything is temporary, I thought it was going to be forever, at least until the end of my, my life. I thought death was the only thing that was going to tear us apart. But then unexpectedly, things ended, and not by my choice, but theirs. And for a long time, I was incredibly bitter about this, because I thought, why did this end? I didn't want this to end, but it ended. Does that mean I'm not supposed to gain happiness from being of the partner? Does this mean that, you know, I had done some sort of bad karma in a previous life, that made that, you know, prevents me from finding joy in partners. Um, I also thought, did I do something like this to my to my partner in a previous life, and that's my ex partner, and that's why they did it to me. So like a lot of like, thoughts went through my head of like, whether or not I deserved happiness, whether or not, you know, I caused this somehow, whether or not, you know, maybe it's just, it's just how the cards are set that some people are allowed to find those kind of forever partners and some people don't. And it took me a long time to look past my anger and my sadness and my bitterness. Because after a while, and this is a long time, because even after me and that person officially broke up, I was very much attached to them. And I still tried to get back what I had with them in multiple ways and none of it worked and every time it didn't work it caused me even more pain so finally i think the first step was to understand that all of this sadness and this anger and this bitterness that this attachment to the idea of me and them being together wasn't serving me i think that was my first step towards moving to a place of joy around how temporary things were with them. So understanding then that when we are constantly unhappy, constantly angry, constantly sad due to our sense of attachment um, or the fact that we're inviting something into our life and that is a continual cycle, I think that's the first step is to kind of close that door, um, at least in a physical or a social sense. So what I did then is just... I said, I'm so sorry, but I can't talk to you anymore. It's just not healthy for me. And I shut that door in my life. And I kind of made a promise to myself that, you know, for once, because I've done this multiple times for once, I think I'm fully done with this person. Because no matter how much I tried, the temporary nature of our joy and my deep attachment to the idea that we can be happy together was not causing, was not leading to happiness overall. And I think that's overall a sign when we should actually start to let things go or that maybe we should let something go is that if over time when we observe our interaction or experience with something, the overwhelming emotion there is negative, So I realized that by holding on to this person, I was causing a lot more suffering for myself than joy, because I would never get what I wanted from this person in this lifetime, because it's the same cycle of over and over again, I'm unhappy with them, and they're unhappy with me, and we just don't make each other happy. So shutting that door was the first step. And then the second step was to reflect. And just let myself feel everything I wanted to feel without any kind of shame or guilt or anger. Because I think, again, like part of the reason why existential dread is so scary to us is the emotions that it invokes. When we are not accepting and not gracious and not compassionate towards ourselves, it makes the dread even worse. Because we don't give ourselves the freedom to feel and think and to sort of idealize, ideate and, and, and just, you know, wonder as much as we want. It's, you know, in, in the time after I shut the door, every possible scenario as to why this happened to me, why you know why did this happen to me did i cause it did they cause it are they evil am i evil you know did i bring this upon myself every single scenario and question went through my mind and when i allowed myself to do that freely without any kind of holding back and i no longer thought that it was a sign of weakness that i was ruminating on them like when i allowed myself to just think about them and my situation with them it kind of freed me from any shame or guilt that I used to have that I was holding on to this person, and instead, like, gave me a chance to look at things from a new lens, which is, you know, this, is, this was an important part of my life. I had a lot of attachment and a lot of emotions around this person. Let's explore, the, explore these emotions, these thoughts, these hopes and dreams openly without any shame. And once I did that, and that took us several, several months of solitude, I realized that no matter how deeply I looked for why, no matter how much I tried to justify or logically find out why all of this happened, I realized that there is no such thing as a real and legitimate why. Sometimes, things just end. And that's just the nature of life. And I realized that I can, I had two choices in front of me, either I can spend the rest of my life asking myself why, why was this temporary? Why did this end? Why did, you know, all of the suffering and the hurt come from something that I loved so much and something I was so dedicated to? Why, why, why? It's either I clung to the why Or I let it go. And I allow, I give myself space to experience new beliefs and new joys um, and new energy in my life. So after all of that ruminating and thinking and sort of allowing myself to feel what I needed to feel, I realized that I was ready to let things go. And I made a promise and I realized that there is no future with this person, that what we had is over, truly and deeply over, and it was a temporary thing, and I'm okay with it because I would rather move on and make space for other things in my life that can bring me joy than to cling to the why of why something was temporary, why something ended forever. All of those questions were valid. But yet, if I just allowed, kept on asking more and more questions, I wouldn't get more peace that way. There was only one way forward for peace, and that was to let it go. And once I let it go, I really felt the sense of just freedom, even more freedom than before. Because I realized that with everything that we experience, good or bad, we can always frame it and reflect on it, and process it in a way that leads to peace. And I think that's really what Buddhism teaches about life and its temporary nature, is that, yes, on one hand, you can choose, and you can feel, and it's totally legitimate to feel dread at the fact that everything is temporary. But at the same time, it just means that everything that you have is meant to be enjoyed and appreciated now. And that even if something only lasts a day or two, it's okay to appreciate that after it's long gone. And more or less, I understood, and just in the context of relationships, and this is what I also said to my partner in the context of our relationship, that, you know, going through that pain, understanding that everything in life is truly temporary and things are beyond our control, I realize that no matter what happens, I will be okay, that I will find good and bright and lightness in everything that happens in my life. And if things were to end, that's so sad. But at the same time, I'll process it and move on. And that's a choice that we make. It's the choice to be peaceful and to accept things as they are rather than fight against our realities and cause more suffering for ourselves overall. In, in general, in Buddhism, there is no negative consequence of feeling sad or feeling angry or feeling shame or an existential dread at all. It is a part of life to feel negative emotions and to to mourn things, but to only mourn, to only be sad, to only be angry, to only look at all of the things that you can lose and not see all the things you can gain. And also the fact that it's not just your joy or things that bring you joy in life that are temporary, but also the things that bring you pain are temporary and that in a way, it's because things are temporary that we are able to truly value and appreciate them. Like, it is the temporary nature of life that, in a way, at least inspires me to appreciate my life even more and all the goodness in it even more because I don't know when people are going to pass. I don't know when I'm going to pass. I don't know when the things in my life are going to pass. And thus, I want to be present right now to experience it to the fullest so I have no regrets moving forward. For me, the temporary nature of life only serves to help me understand that life is meant to be li- lived with intention, and that if I want to live a life of peace, I have to choose peace today. And of course, we all need our time to process negative emotions, the good and bad of life, but at the end of the day at least for myself, looking through the Buddhist lens, the temporary nature of life is okay. It's something I accept. And it's, it's, a, it's a good way for me to, it's a good reminder for me to live life intentionally because I don't know when things are going to go, when things are going to pass. And ultimately, it's up to you to think and to reflect and to find a way through your existential dread towards peace and all in all that's kind of how buddhism deals with it as it gives us multiple perspectives on the temporary nature of life and the fact that whether we choose to dread it or choose to celebrate it is up to us. But if we want to find peace in our lives we have to find a way eventually with time with gentleness, to accept it graciously and to appreciate it graciously. But that's a journey. That's not something you can do in one day. So I hope me sharing how I've sort of learned um, in my own small ways to accept the temporary nature of life and the temporary nature of the things in it will help you in your journey also because it's a part of our spiritual evolution as a person to confront existential dread and to learn from it and to be gracious and compassionate to yourself most of all. Thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast. I know it was a little unconventional, but I think the most powerful thing I can do is really talk about how I apply the lessons of Buddhist philosophy in my life. And that's what I did. So I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope it helps you in your journey. Thank you so much for listening, and I will be back with a a new episode next week. Stay safe, everyone.